Roach, Roach Coach. Podcast. Hot all day. Every It's the Roach Coach. Podcast. All day. All day. Every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back with you, back for another episode of Roach Coach, creating this new metal canon, one album at a time. This week, it's all about who's tweeting. Who's tweeting. That's right. Who's honking over here? That's right. Matt, you are continuing to, I I don't know, is is the word recovery right? Or are you Yeah, recovery is is it. Yeah. So the last episode that you heard me with Mr. Josh Toomey, uh, I still kind of had my voice. It was lower, like a good um, Wolfman Jack. Yeah. Now it's, um, if I I relax enough, it'll go there. And I just sound like a prospector warning you not to go into a town. Like the things you'll see in there, the hills have eyes. So I have to force myself into a lower register, which isn't fried out, but it's not my normal register. It's a joy. It's a oh, an auditory delight for all of you, all of you out there really into like touch, oh, touch the thing. Matt. Matt, your the voice, ASMR. Your voice, your voice has always been ASMR to me, and now Aww. it is just beautifully, beautifully sweeter. Um, you're drinking some. What are you drinking there? Some whiskey? Yeah. Yep. I sure am. <laughs> Trying. Trying. Well, my friend, we have. We don't have a pack show. We got a few things to cover. Because few things it's a to cover. New, it's a new year. New you. New you, new me. 2022. Mm, 2023. That's right, baby. And uh, the first thing we want to talk about is who's regretting. Oh, shit. Who's regretting? And that who is Deftones. The headline from wearethepit.com. Deftones regret making Saturday Night Wrist. Holy shit. That's a bold statement. Bold statement. Indeed. According to this article, drummer Abe Cunningham talked about how cracks in their album-making process started to form before Saturday Night Wrist as making albums started to seem like work after Around the Fur. He says, uh, we put out one record, Adrenaline, and no matter how well that record did, the label wanted another one. If everything else failed, we still had another record to make and put out. We toured and seen the world, and we came back juiced, stoked. The process was super quick. We'd been around four or five years before we'd been signed. We were in a really great place, just supercharged to do it again for Around the Fur. But from that point on, I think making records for us was like pulling teeth. (laughs) Or what's worse than pulling teeth, maybe surgery with no anesthesia. Oh, boy. And he says by the time that they got around to making Saturday Night Wrist, things were pretty bad. He said that Saturday Night Wrist was just the worst time that you could ever, ever have. And here we are in a band where brothers having a blast and everything should be great, but it absolutely sucked. And Chino holds similar views, saying that when they were making that album, they were fragmented in a really bad way. He said no one took the driver's seat, so there was no direction. At the very end, there were all these pieces that you kind of stack them together and try to make an album out of it. And that's how it sounds to me when I listen back to it. I mean... Each band's going to look back on their records in different ways. I definitely think that 
you can tell that they were in a weird place when they made that record. At the same time, that record's got some rippers. And as I think we found, it's probably, in the grand scheme of things, kind of underrated. Well, I think an album like that would be the the underrated one. Mm-hmm. The one that the one that the band is least proud of, but still very much them, mm-hmm. is usually the one that's the most underrated. Yeah, uh, but I gotta imagine also listening back to it and knowing where they were at. And I mean, here's the other thing: these guys were giving us surface details. You know, like what was really going on in the room. You know, people walking around saying, "You gonna drum like that, Abe?" Is that how those drums going to sound? And them saying, motherfucker, you come here and drum it. Okay. Okay. And so on and so forth. It's basically just the making of the Black Album. That, that's what it is. That's all it is. Speaking of bands who are going through it, Matt. Oh, boy. John Dolmayan of System of a Down gave an interview to a podcast podcast is called battle line podcast good name the headline for the article from the prp said john dolmayan laments the current state of system of a down i don't think this is sustainable and john breaks it down and basically says that he thinks surge should have just quit the band in 2006 and they should have just called it quits he lays it out. He says everything that all the our band members have done solo, not as good as System. I agree with that. But he says basically, he says, we're all waiting on Surge. Surge only wants to do like one or two shows a year, if that. We want to do like 20 or 30. I don't think he can do it or he wants to do it because apparently Surge has a bad back now. And... At one point, he basically says, like, I feel like I've lost, like, years of my life waiting on this guy. Really lays it down there. Um, Yikes. Yeah. And uh, this is, it's, it really is something because it, it, it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm a little surprised that he's sharing this with the Battle Line podcast. But it also sounds like a person who's already been having these conversations for years and years with the other guys in the band. And maybe his thought is, you know what? Let me take this to the streets, the digital streets of the Battle Line podcast. Matt, these are one of your these are your favorite boys. I mean, I love these guys. What do you think? You think you think they maybe would? It, I mean, at this point, I think we can all agree though that the legacy is secure. Yeah, legacy is secure, but this is just be done. At this point, it is twenty years later, and I. You're not going to mend... The fence can't be mended, I don't think. If I'm Serge and I don't think I've been treated fair financially, guess what? I'm never going to think I was treated fair financially. Mm-hmm. Like, because that was the big thing because Darren was the key songwriter. So he got he got most of the credit for the songwriting points, I believe. It the back end me, was better for yeah. Darren because he was the songwriter, the principal songwriter. It sounds to me like early on they didn't do the smart thing, which is the U2 Coldplay move, which is split four ways no matter what. Yep. Which is what you got to do. Which you what you got to do if you want to keep this band together going strong. 
but not a lot of people can do that or want to do that. And here's how you end up. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and, if you and the truth is, Serge isn't 1999 Serge anymore. Mm-mm. You know, like guitars never go out of tune. It's fact. Drums, you know, drums are drums. Drums bass are drums. Is bass. bass is bass. Oh, this. But, is, oh. but Serge is is, and I mean, Darren sang a lot too, and I don't think Darren's voice is what it was in 2000. But you even know. what 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 it was in two thousand, we were all like, "Hey, Stern, why don't you pass that mic over to Serge?" Yeah, get that mic back to Serge, please. <laughs> but like, I I just I look at the band and I just go, "You're not gonna." They're not interested in putting out new music because they can't get the details right because they are not going to go forward with a new contract that says split four ways. And if I think that I've been wronged. Then I'm gonna to want to overcompensate, and then I'm gonna want to over, you know, like how do we make this right? Well, no, I should get eighty percent because I was only getting ten percent on aerials, and that's one of our biggest songs. And uh, the thing is, we're all egomaniacs, you know, mm-hmm. and money gets involved, and then like I don't think you go in thinking that you're gonna be as successful as they were. I mean, for goodness sake, Rick Rubin got off a couch and was like, hit record. You know? Right. So, I mean, they're pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. For uh, the bear to wake up. But I, I just think, like, there's too many things where it's like, Lauren, I've known you over 10 years now. You know, like, the way that we do this show and the way that we operate this show is kind of like a little set in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard for me to imagine us doing it in a different way. But if you were like, I need you to say Lauren Kozlowski's Roach Coach more, <laughs> I'd be like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Now that Jenny's, uh, you know, moved on from the show, it's about time that we just named it what it is. Like, <laughs> be, you know, would that, I, wouldn't that be fucking weird? That'd be very weird. I don't like that at all. <laughs> and then that would be like me coming in and being like, yeah, I know that this is your and Jenny's idea. And I know that it's on Gabber Media and I make you put uh, Gabber Media on there. But now it's Matt Noss's Gabber Media presents Matt Noss's Roach Coach. This is the sexy behind the scenes stuff that that is why. Yeah. When you're like, it's why the is fucking it? kids in the hall. This is Ron Torkelson's Armada. Mm-hmm. It's like. Yeah. The thing is, no fan cares about the business. No. We care about the product. We care about the tunes. We care about the tunes. But now, in the beginning, the artist always cared more about the tune. In the 80s, 70s, 80s, 90s, it was always more about the artist. And then when the internet started and they started to realize, like, well, I, the art can be whatever that sells and I can take care of myself and make sure that I have, you know, like, now I think there's almost a too good understanding of the business, mm-hmm. which puts the art at detriment. It does. I love these guys. I wish they could figure it out, but I don't think they're going to. And I think he's right. I think they shouldn't even attempt to, I, you know. I think they should go their separate ways and call their legacy intact and or do an audio slave with the other three guys 
and find a find a new lead singer. I I wouldn't like it. As I wouldn't. Much. Li- I was gonna say I wouldn't like it. I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take it as much. I would say I wouldn't like it. Um, but uh, either way, it sounds like things are tense. Let's see what happens once the rest of the boys sit down and listen to this episode of the Battle Line podcast or read the excerpts on the PRP, lovingly transcribed by Wookabus. Thank you, Wookabus. You've done it again. Matt, we love a list. We love a list. We were sent a list, and when we were sent this list, I was like, haven't we seen this list before? But according- I feel like we see this list weekly. Indeed, but this list is time-stamped to January 3rd, 2023, over on Loudwire. It's a top 50 new metal albums of all time list. Oh, here we go. I'm reading this list, and I feel like, and, and, and Matt, I, I was like, have we seen this list before? And it might just be that a lot of these same fucking albums show up on these oh, yeah. lists over and over again. So... I've, I was like, we've sent this list. Let's just go through it. If we've talked about this list before, this list has just been re-edited for the, two, for the 2023. Fair enough. But let's run the, I'm going to run this thing down for you, Matt. Um, and, uh, I, just, I just ran down very quickly. Mm-hmm. And I know that we have done every album on this list. Okay, so every album on this list we've done on the show. Uh, which makes sense since, you know, 50 albums and we've got over 300 episodes. Uh, we're going to run down Crazy Town, Gifted Game. Yep, I wasn't there for that one. Static X Machine. Yep, we've done that one. Head PE Broke. Ooh, dirty. Not, non-point Statement. Orgulo. Primer 55, The New Release. How to me. No, not how. We did this one with to me. We did it with to me. Yep. Taproot Gift. What, what do you want the pit to do? There you go. Saliva every six seconds. Okay, we didn't do that. We haven't done saliva yet. Yeah, we we? did. Well, yeah. Click, click, boom. Remember? Click, click, boom is the pen. And also, Matt, every six seconds? That's often thinking about sex. That's right. Uh, Power Man 5000. uh, Spine Shank, The Height of Callousness. Kitty Spit. Yep. Corn Untouchables. Birth of Funky Ken. Dope, Felons and Revolutionaries. Still don't like it. Machine Head, The Burning Red. I wasn't here for that one. Mushroom Head, XIII. Don't pronounce it any other way. Orgy Candy Ass. And New Metal Adjacent. Cold Chamber, Cold Chamber. Loco. Drowning Pool Center. What's Your Bodies? Stain Dysfunction. Anger. Soulfly, Soulfly. Oh, we have a story to tell. <laughs> seven dust seven dust it's great singer still uh disturbed ten thousand fist at 30 how about not on the list at all ah that one yeah i don't know seven dust animosity their best pod satellite hits wisconsin death trip static x the the my first uh my first big find on the show mm-hmm. uh deftones adrenaline laziest album art ever Incubus Science. Adjacent. Chocolate Starfish. Too low. Way too low. Mudvayne LD50. I kind of feel too low. Uh, $3 bill, y'all, 22. <laughs> also too low. Also too low. POD, the fundamental elements of Southtown. Appropriate. Papa Roach Infest. You know, past uh, last resort, yeah, I kind of feel like 20 is... Properly rated. Right. All right, nineteen. Kid Rock, Devil Without a Cause. Yeah, okay. 
I'll give it 19. Sepultura Roots at 18. It should be higher. I mean, mm-hmm. Deftones Around the Fur at 17. Also a little low, but okay. Little low. System of a Down Mesmerize. I don't know if that should be on the list, but okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Corn Issues. Yeah, okay. 14. Limp Biscuits and Yavik Another. Get out of here. That low? 14? 14? Not top 10? Wow. 13. Volume 3 Subliminal versus Slipknot. Volume 3? This is this is this is this is when I was like, maybe this is a new list, because this is a little shocking to me. This this lineup. Volume here. three. Volume not the three. not the well the, we haven't seen the, the top yeah. top. All right. Twelve, Incubus Make Yourself. Mm. Both Incubuses seems mm. excessive. All right. This is the wildest one. Eleven. Evanescence Fallen. I mean, for commercial impact, maybe, but it's the album itself, I mean, the rest of it is not super new metal no all right here we go 10 the sickness okay nine corn follow the leader okay eight system of a down system of a down i do feel that it's a very new metal record mm-hmm. okay. seven slipknot self-titled okay i can't be mad at that six meteora lincoln park i'm really not mad at that either five deftones white pony okay four slipknot iowa okay Three, Linkin Park Hybrid Theory. So here's the thing. Six, Linkin Park. Three, Linkin Park? No. No. Pick pick one for the top ten. Pick one. Two, System of a Down Toxicity. That's also, you just had them in eight. And number one, Corn Self-Titled. No. 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 Why why is Limp Bizkit so low in this? All list? these Limp Bizkit ones so low is wild to me. They should all be bumped up. I mean Big time bump. Big time. Roach bump. coach bumped. Roach coach bump. Also, Roots down at eighteen and Evanescence at eleven? Yeah, that's a little confusing. Yeah. I mean because because now I don't know the angle. If they were like going commercial impact, you know, yeah. I could see Evanescence being higher. Mm-hmm. But then I would see, you know, I wouldn't see corn, corn at number one, right? Or, or the fact that I wouldn't <laughs> see white pony, wouldn't see white pony this high. Uh, also, the fact that they have Iowa at four, that feels once again like a like a shift. So unusual list over at Loudwire. Uh, it feels. You think the first record or the first official record should be right. four? Slipknot, Slipknot. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, when you come down to it, that's how I feel. But um, I mean, each of these has a little blurb, and uh, and the one for Iowa, um, they argue that this is their best, and that this was Slipknot at their most angry at each other, at themselves, and at the world. This album is a vicious, blood-soaked landscape of brutal snarls and viscerally sludge-drenched guitars accentuated by some of the most rage-filled drumming that has ever featured on a Slipknot record. It's a world so hostile, yet so hook-filled, that it becomes impossibly addictive. This is the sound of senseless violence, and it sounds incredible. You know my feelings about Iowa. I love Iowa. Iowa is amazing. Yeah. I prefer Iowa to the first record. The first record's the first record. It's got surfacing on it. It's got surfacing. Yeah, it's our national anthem. It's national anthem. 
well, this is this is why you make these lists to have conversations to have people go bullshit. What? Because Matt, I don't know if you heard about this list that Rolling Stone put out. Oh, I did. The two hundred greatest singers of singers all time. of all time singers. This list is wild and wacky. It will have a bunch of people you've heard of, and then an opera singer or some other singer who apparently never really did too many things, but they've decided to throw them in there. Aretha Franklin's number one. I was like, all right, good okay. deal. But I'm just going to say it. It was very weird to see Ariana Grande in the top 20 and Madonna nowhere on the list at all. But thinking in the wider scheme of singers, no Jonathan Davis. Right. And if you are putting your ears in a pair of cans to listen to tunes professionally, and you're thinking about people that have changed the game, that have the range, that can do it in the studio and can do it live, Jonathan Davis, these sons of bitches. It's, this is a it. very this list is super confusing. Like, what is there? What, what what are they going for? Even when I looked at the criteria, it really still felt very because for every for everything that felt like um, sort of like an institutional concession, there would be somebody else who isn't even on the list. So, so you have people that are upset that like Celine Dion isn't on it, and I was like, I mean, that's valid. I mean, Adele's on it, but I feel like Adele's range is kind of like I saw somebody make the critique that Adele's been singing the same song for ten years, and I was like, they ain't wrong, they ain't wrong. Anyway, I'm just saying, Jonathan Davis should have been on the list. I mean, with some of the other voices that they have on here. Jonathan Davis would not be would not be top. Okay, this top three I can actually kind I can kind of get behind. Number one, Aretha. Number two, Whitney Houston. Number three, Sam Cooke. Now, like eagle-eared listeners to the show will have heard me say at some point because I know I've said it on this show that any oh it's when I said least favorite song is Michael Bolton singing when a man loves a w- woman, yes. which is Percy Sledge. But it's also tangentially related to Sam Cooke in my mind, uh, that nobody should cover Sam Cooke mm-hmm. uh, because his voice is unbelievable and uh, completely uncoverable. Um, my question is maybe, where's George Jones? He's on the list. He's on the list. Okay. You got to scroll a little bit, but he's on there. I want to say he's in the top 50, maybe. Okay. Um but uh the Rolling Stone just getting wild. Oh, hey, listen, the Rolling Stone album list this year, uh top albums list, I went in there hoping to see some wild boomer centric uh records get bumped to the top as they always love to do. You know, they once said that the U2 album that got dumped in everyone's iPods whether they wanted it or not. They said that was like the best album of the year. And I was looking for something like that. They didn't do that this year. Instead, they had a bunch of like records by people I've like never heard of and will never hear again. Like mm. mid-level, who knows, pop artists, whatever. You know, that daring of an old 55-year-old man 
still pushing for like a John Fogarty solo record in like 2018. That's the energy I look for in a Rolling Stone list. The type of thing to make me go, what? But they're not they they've changed the the, the setup and and the the who's I know. in that editorial office. Cuz it used to just now. be like just give me a song where they're singing about rock and roll and that goes top 10 in top the 10 baby. Stone yeah. But the, but those people I guess <laughs> don't work at Rolling Stone anymore. It's kind of the same thing. I mean, Pitchfork lost a lot of those people that used to be like, you know what? You know what this list needs? It needs a dude making some fucking drone music. Oh yeah, against, uh, you know, next to some, you know, burning you know leaves. What, you know what this needs? Uh, this needs um, more animal collective derivative bands. Yes, like that's and the, and Pitchfork doesn't do that anymore. You know, you not can't as go much. In, not as much. It used to be that thing where you'd be like, "Is this gonna be? Am I gonna pick up this record and it's accidentally freak folk?" And I'm like, "Shit, that was the Pitchfork promise." You know, now everybody's. I mean, everybody's consensus was Renaissance is the album of the year, which, I mean, I'm not going to fight them on it, but, you know. Listen, 2023, mm-hmm. let's dig up some of these old boomers, have them go to bat for some whack-ass records, okay? <laughs> I, need, I need them to go I need them to, to go. You know, create and, the and real like, outrage. And not like pet sounds. I need you to go to bat for, like, Ario Speedwagon. I need... I need no even Bachman Turner Overdrive. I need I need you to say like, "Can I get a witness?" That's like, right. That's I need right. That shit. Listen, I need I need the people that are gonna be <laughs> boots on the ground for the Mister Big reunion tour that's happening this summer. Ooh. All right, that's I who a, I need. I need a Testament fan. All right, I need some guys <clears throat> who are still thinking about tesla when they wake up first thing in the morning i'm not talking about the company i'm talking about the band all right oh yeah oh yeah yeah i need some guys that are like g3 i wish it was g5 (laughs) that concert would change my life uh matt and by the way if that's you i love you don't ever change for me Mm because look i put on some music i listen to 100 gecks i have no voice (laughs) I have no taste. Uh, Matt, we got to talk about who's recommending. Who is recommending? Uh, We got a DM from Ty with a simple question. New New with a link to a song called Future Doom by the group Darko US. Oh, my. Let's take a listen.
everybody okay? Is everybody okay? <laughs> if I you want... need to pause and call your family members. Listen, I think everybody needs to call their mom right now. All right? Everybody needs to check in with their loved ones. Make sure everybody's okay. All right? Wow. I'm putting I'm putting both hands on the table right now to steady myself, to steady my body. Uh, you know what's great? What's great, Matt? That. <laughs> that that music exists. You know. That, that they're just like, you know what? Well, I'll never get tired of hearing. The Amen Breakbeat. <laughs> I like that they were like, th- that's, they were in the studio making this song, and they were like, it needs more. And then they added More what? More, more every- everything. <laughs> more. This is, this is, honestly, this song, y- it might be a situation where you've got like the world's biggest meatball. And you're like, okay, this meatball, it's a meal in and of itself. I don't know if I need anything else with it. And someone's like, well, you're not going to eat a dry meatball. Like, Good point. Let's put some sauce on it. They put that sauce on it. And you're like, okay, now I got my big meatball, which is still like a very big meatball. It might be too big, right. but yeah, um, sizable it's got some, meatball. Yeah, but it's got some sauce on it. All right. I'm, I'm, and then they go, wait. You need some cheese. You need some cheese. Exactly. So then they start, you know, shredding some cheese on it. But then after they shred a little on it, they're like, you, you know, know what? This needs some some seasoning. And you're like, uh, okay. So they give you a little, get a little of that 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 spicy seasoning. And you're like, okay. I got a meatball. It's covered in sauce. It's covered in cheese, and now it's got the seasoning. And you're like, okay. Well, fair enough. I mean, it seems like a lot. I'll do what I can. And then they said, no, motherfucker, you got to eat the whole thing. And then they rip your jaw open and shove it down your throat. That's the song. <laughs> I will tell you that uh, I love this. It very much hits me in my goth industrial vein mm-hmm. way more than my new new metal vein. Because it, it's it's every tenet of home producer going Let's just fucking keep, yeah. Let's just let's keep putting hats on hats. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Hats on hats, and then the hat gets a feather, and then the feather gets its own hat, and then somebody decides to put a jacket on a hat, and then put a hat on that jacket. Yep. Yeah, it's too much. And then they break your jaw open and make you eat, the whole eat that thing. meatball. Eat that meatball. Mix the metaphors, baby. Uh, Ty. Thank you. Thank you, Ty. Thank you for sending us that. Uh, Matt, we got to talk about who's emailing. Who is emailing? Uh, we got an email from John S. Bunnell. Mm. The subject, have a great New Year, Roach Coach. Thank you. Thank you, you too. Hope you had a great New Year. Yeah. Uh, John says, I have a new Roachmendation. The band in question is the Hungarian groove metal band Ectomorph. Oh, shit. Uh, great name. Good start. I've listened to a few albums by them, but my favorite so far is Outcast from 2006. I would love it if you check out any one of their songs. There's a trilogy of albums from 2004 to 2006, all done under the same label, Nuclear Blast, and it is what I would describe as their most new metal peak, with Outcast being the last one under that style. They also sound like Soulfly, which to me is a great selling point to doing the album at some point, or at least putting it on the long list. 
Also, you don't need to worry about language issues either as they sing in English from 2004 onwards. I will suggest their cover of A Hard Day's Night from the album Felvokt Es Ebay, translated I Scream Up to the Sky, which was the last album they did in their native Hungarian. After all, as you guys say, what's more new metal than a cover? Thank you. Thank you, as always, from John Espinel of the UK. Have a good New Year, guys. Hashtag Happy New Year, Roach Coach. Hashtag Roach Rider for Life. Hashtag Gypsy New Metal. All right. I love wow. that, man. Well, um, let's, we might double dip. Okay. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not against a double dip. Never. Oh. This is from the album Outcast. Okay. This, is, this is their number one song from that album. Okay. Uh, called I Choke. <laughs> Beautiful. I mean, yep. Okay. Strong start. I feel so fucked up here. I feel like I'm a bitch. Yes. Okay, not gonna okay. ruin that. Yeah, okay. Put, okay. put it on the long list. Long All list. Right. Okay, on the long list. It's going. All right. Yep. Okay. That's done. All right. So let's oh, yeah. uh, let's do hard days night. Hard Shit. days night. Very funny. Okay. All right. We love a cover. It's been a long day's night, and I've been walking like a dog. It's been a long day's night. Oh. Yeah, Ectomorph's wow. on that long list. Okay, listen, Ectomorph's on the long list. Maybe move to the short list. Listen, we've got we've got some guests lined up, and I've asked a couple of them, like, what do you want to do? And they're like, I don't know, what do you want to do? And I was like, we are not going to turn into those vultures from the Jungle Book, all right? We're going to pick an album, and we might just be doing Ectomorph. That was, that was nice. That I was like nice. it. Thank you, John. Uh, Matt. Back in 2022, if you remember. Oh, I do. We did an episode all about honking on Bobo. Oh, yep. Yep. And um, we're not going to talk about the recent (laughs) news, but it's a perfect time to talk about the feedback we received for this episode. Ooh, some honking on Bobo feedback. That's right. Uh, Garrett Fuller said, talk bad on Aerosmith and your Bobo about to get honked. Try me. Oh, no. Well, Garrett, don't Google Aerosmith right now. Uh, David Shook said, I absolutely despise Aerosmith with the exception of Eat the Rich, which is a song that burned itself into my brain because it was the soundtrack for like half the levels in Revolution X. I've always thought they were terrible, but this was on a whole other level. I was stunned when you guys mentioned that this album sold enough that it was considered a success. Never underestimate the power of baby boomers playing white guy blues, I guess. Dude. I, I I have since described this band, this album in particular, as a white fart in a black room. That's very well said. <laughs> Just stinking up the place. Ben Rice, Ben Rice came in with, with this episode is great, by the way. Matt turning everything off immediately, then playing the originals will never get old. Appreciate <laughs> you. Appreciate you, Ben. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Dude, when they, man, I feel like a mandit with... Mm. I don't know, like, it wasn't even that I was angry, even though I was kind of yeah, angry. You were angry. Yeah. I, it's just, it was, it wasn't like that anger where it's just like, man, you, it, I was like incensed that you thought that, oh, I got it. 
I'm like, no, you don't. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. It's like watching the kid who who just keeps telling you how great they are at something, and then you're like, fine, do it, and then they suck. Mm-hmm. But they like everybody's like, yeah, I'm like no, no, you're terrible. Sorry. No, you're right, Matt. You're right. <laughs> Jeffrey Thomas says, I need the details on Matt beating, question mark, exclamation point, Revolution X. I Ah. played that shit all the time, and it was not easy. Was it in the arcade or the council version? How many quarters? How many attempts? I need a segment of who's beating. Who is? All right. Here is who is beating. So here's what happened. Okay. So that game came out in Lakeside Mall in in an arcade called Tilt. Yes. and I believe my friend Matt Rose was working at Tilt at the time. So Matt was crafty with his hands, and kids aren't good with tokens. So he would scoop up bags of tokens, like, over a week. And, you know, he would just give them to me for free plays. So I had about probably $10 worth of, of quarters. So I want to say that was a 50-cent game and maybe 25 cents to continue or 50 cents to continue but i had all the tokens so it really didn't matter but how i beat it beat it because you could beat it and then you would get the bad ending how i got the real ending Mm. was because i i was a a game informer subscriber uh word up to my game informer peeps and they had for some reason, a one-pager on Revolution X on how to get the CDs or how to save every member of the band. So, like, one of them is in the first level when you're in the bathrooms. You have to make sure that you go to the men's room, and then you have to keep, keep clicking right, and that's where you'll find one of the guys at the urinal. It'll be like, hey, man. And then... One of them is an episode that you're trying to shoot a bus and in the background is a sphinx with like big glasses and noses and things like they're wearing Gracho glasses and like one of them you have to shoot the nose and the mouth will open. You have to hit the CD and when you hit the CD, the bus will stop and it'll pick up one of the Aerosmith guys. And like and so I just basically used the cheat code or the the locator from the magazine and and that's how I did it. So yeah, it costs a, like a $10 roll. Uh but then you in the end it wasn't that different, but yes, uh, you go to this room and it was like full of whammies or mammies or something like that, like these trophies and like you shot all of them and you got a you didn't shoot anything. It was all CDs. But like you you got all these points yeah, and I was like, yeah, beat the game. I'm awesome. Wow. There you have it. That's uh, how I beat it. That's how you beat it. There beat you it, go. beat it. Wow. Well, there we go. Nice. I have so many questions now the next time I see Matt Rose about the tilt, because I remember the tilt being, it was two levels, mm-hmm. and I remember it being super shady. Yes. Full of you know, drug deals and other things going on there all the time. Uh, but I also recall they had the best games. They had the Mortal Kombat's and Street yep. Fighters and Area Fifty One. Area Fifty One. There you go. That's yeah, I a gotta. Game. I gotta say, when it comes down to like the shooters, like the classic era shooters, people like to bring up Lethal Enforcer. 
But I gotta say, Area Fifty One, that's the one. That's your. That, that's well, that mine. Was... I don't think there was anything ever better than Area 51. I also played a shit ton of Area 51 at the Showcase Cinema in Sterling Heights, waiting for my parents to come pick me up after going to see like Con Air or something. So, so that that's that's where I stand. I think they had a Revolution X though at that Showcase Cinema too. Um, it's a popular game. Popular game. I recently um, found a Revolution X at an arcade down in Southern Indiana. But it was out of service. Yeah, a lot sad. of them are. Those guns break. Very sad. I'm hoping I'm gonna go there for my birthday in a couple weeks, and I'm hoping that maybe they called in the repairman. And and if it's working, don't worry. I'm gonna post a pic. I'm gonna post a pic of me playing the old Revolution X. Hey, music is the weapon. That's right. That's right. David Boone said, how in the entire shit did this album come out in 2004? That beats me, bro. We don't know, man. We don't know. Uh, Gareth Davies says, first of all, great app. Thank you. It would have been easy to not chase this bit down to its grim conclusion. People might think, oh, yeah, they decided to bobo. But really, you guys had to make that decision hundreds of times in the lead up to this. And it would have been easy to just say, nope, can't do it. This is garbage and nobody is forcing us to do this. But he didn't. He stayed the path, and now there's a honking on Bobo episode. <laughs> Thank you, Gary. <laughs> too loud might be my favorite criticism of any album. If an album is too long, too short, too, has bad production, has too much production, or if the songs are just arse, you can't do a thing about that. If the volume isn't right, I have like three different ways of turning it down. <laughs> Also, those characters need to go listen to a part chimp album and tell me fucking Aerosmith are too loud. But hey, love the point that that silence is preferable. Jeremy Key comes in with, after listening to this album, I would say Jenny is lucky that this CD went missing. LOL. (laughs) Very true. And Alex Pozuelo says, I don't know what was harder to listen to, this or... Or the Dead Z or 311 episodes. Thank goodness for the Roach Rider for Life, Matt Nas, for playing the original tracks. I don't think there is a worse musical instrument ever created than the harmonica. It's up there with the cowbell and that metal triangle thingy. So to make an entire album around it is just insanity. Now, Alex, I know that you wrote this right after listening to us listen to Honkin' on Bobo which does not do the harmonica any favors. What I would say in the defense of the harmonica is two words, and they are Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Yeah. I would say if you're feeling bad about the harmonica, you're feeling betrayed, you're feeling like, how dare they? Go listen to some classic Stevie. Pull out the old, as he would, he, you know what Stevie Wonder calls a harmonica? A harmonica. We call it anything else. Right. And, uh, <laughs> all right. Does it call it like a, a, a squawk box? Or Something a, like that. No. Cranker. Exactly. So, if you want to feel a little better about harmonica, check out old Stevie Wonder. Songs in the Key of Life. Good place to start. Great feedback. Thank you for all the feedback. Keep on saying hello to us online, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're on all those. And, uh, Matt, there's really only one way to end an episode of Roach Coach in 2023. Oh, there is? And there's only one way, and that is to talk about Andrew Wolf's Roach Emendations Part 3. Andrew Wolf, the wolf of new metal. Hey, pretty good. You still wolf got it, points. buddy. Yeah, I'm all you right. You got it. You got it. 
Matt, we we haven't touched this list in a, a little while. bit. A, a while. while. We've had you know the Jenny uh, the Jenny Bye Babe series kind of took uh, took a front seat for a little bit there, but we're back to the list. And um, for those who don't remember, and how dare you? How dare you? Uh, how dare a you? New listener. Remember? New listener, how dare you? Uh, we've been listening to this list of Andrew Wolf's recommendations. Uh, so far, we're three rippers deep. We yep. listened to uh, Bang Bang by With and Destruction, All We Know by Kane Hill, and Fetish by Conform. Matt, what do we have for us this week? Well, today we have Too Close by Gideon featuring Drew York. Keep going. It's Gideon. The uh, G I D E O N is the uh, artist featuring Drew York. Song's name is Too Close. That's the number two close. I was feeling that. I was I was getting in that. I was getting in that. Matt, you know what this one reminds me of? This is not so much uh, a pit activator. It's something that we rarely see in the new metal genre. Keep going. This is a drinking with the boys song. Ooh. This thing, this is a song you feel like this guy is he is going eye to eye with his boys and talking about the shit that he's dealing with in his life. That's yeah. This is this is when you like shit ain't going right. Somewhere going could right. be a lady. Could be a job. Could be anything else could be anything that could, could be family be, could be family could be you know what the world uh, the fucking world the world you know could be a whole bunch of things but let me tell you i'm feeling the vibe feeling I'm, that vibe feeling that vibe i'm enjoying that and also i'm appreciating the intro wolf is thinking about variety he's thinking about sequencing when he's putting these lists together why is the wolf new metal? It's why is the wolf? He's thinking, you know what? I can't just give you 12, 14 shredders. I could. I could. He could. But he's got to mix it up. He's got to bring different thoughts. When I hear this, I go, okay. We're mm-hmm. thinking about this. We're thinking about this. I enjoy this. I want to hear more of this Gideon record. I want to hear more from Gideon in general. This is uh, This is good stuff. 
This is good stuff. Thank you, Andrew. Thank uh, you, Andrew. We, we got, let me tell you, we got a whole bunch more on this list to go. So more heaters to come. And believe it or not, this does bring us to the end of another episode of Roach Coach. It sure does. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on saying hello to us online, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're on all of them. Mm-hmm. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Next week, new app, new guest. New apps, new guest. Just did, just did Dropout Kings with Toomey. That's right. Super fun. Super fun. We have a new guest. Um, Matt, we will find out whether or not you get better, get a new illness. Or get worse. Or get worse. Fuck We're going to find out. <laughs> I'm just playing it. Yeah, I guess we're just going to keep playing it. Well, well, you know what, Matt? It's good that you posted this, because as this episode goes up, we're just days away from the single drop from the new Dropout Kings album. So, when that drops, I mean, here's the thing. When that drops, we're going to talk about it on the show. Yep. Bet your ass. Here's the thing. If it drops, and we're about to record like like an album app... We might just talk about it on that app. We just might. Might have to. Might have to. The heat might be too much. Might be too much. So, perfect. Dropout Kings is coming. Couple days. We're ready. Hope you're ready, too. Until next time, Matt, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Roach Riders. Indigo Angels. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.